目覚めてください。あなたの、主のために。I'm stepping into Richard's shoes a little bit. We're, we're recording back to back podcast on Emma and Ishin. Yeah, and now we're going to talk about Emma. Indeed, everyone's favorite physician. Oh, and before I forget, tell us where we can find you on social media. Oh, yes.、Um, I do most of my stuff on Twitch. It's、uh, you know, twitch.tv slash cinderthief, and that's C Y N D E R underscore thief.、Mm-hmm. Um, and Twitter and YouTube are the same. Excellent. So, yeah, we've got a multimedia footprint. Watch out, Lucasfilm. <laughs> Better yet, watch out, Disney. <laughs> The mouse will not be pleased. <laughs> First thing to note about Emma is that she's not native to Japan. For one thing, she's Caucasian, not Asian, in terms of her appearance. Uh, but in addition to that, her name is not Japanese. It's Germanic. It emanates from the root airman, which means whole or universal, which kind of fits her profession. She's a physician. She makes people whole. So her name comes from the Germanic root for whole. How I think she came to Japan is that a, most likely, I think it, she came to Japan with like European traders.、Mm-hmm. And then in all the warfare, she got separated from them and orphaned. And that's where the sculptor finds her on the battlefield.、Mm-hmm. I haven't seen this anywhere, but it just, I infer that she came with traitors and then in all the bloodshed, she got separated from them. And the fact that the sculptor finds her on a battlefield、uh, kind of supports that too, I think. And of course, we covered this when we talked about the sculptor, but it's such a cute story. Yeah. She was alone on a battlefield in the aftermath of a battle. The sculptor was sitting there eating a rice ball, you know, probably after a long, hard day of killing. <laughs> you know, and, and she stared at it. She just kept staring at it.、Um, And to the point where Sculptor finally gave it to her. And then once he gave it to her and she ate it, she started following him like a little puppy. Oh. Okay, Mr. Sculptor, take me with you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a good story. It's very touching. Someone said she bullied him into giving her that rice ball, though. Oh, so she's me. Staring at him. <laughs> she's a bully, yeah. You gotta give me, give me snack. They stare him down until he gives her the snack. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, that's a cute little story. And of course, Sculptor was probably not cut out for child rearing.、Mm-hmm. And so he,、uh, he, was, he, he was friends with the great physician and machinist and inventor, Dogen,、mm-hmm. who adopted Emma. And he notes later when he talks to us how he thought Emma was a lot happier to not have been raised by a shinobi, and he's probably right. As for the relationship between Emma and Dogen, Emma refers to Dogen as her mentor. She doesn't really call him father. それが我が師道元の教えですので。そうか。And she talks about how she had to compete with the other disciples to treat patients.、Uh, it kind of suggests a formal relationship between her and Dogen. Like, it w- maybe it wasn't as intimate as you think a, a father daughter relationship might be. Yeah. It kind of makes sense for Japan, though, because, like, family relations in Japan are a bit more formal than they are in the West. It wouldn't be uncommon at all for. A child to refer to the father as a tosan with the suffix san, and that's like a very respectful suffix, like Mr. Dad. Mr. Dad. Whereas in the West, you would just say dad, you know, kind of a more intimate, less formal way to address them.、And、because family relations are so much more formal in Japan, it kind of makes sense. But even then, you would expect her to at least refer to him as her father. 
even if it was like, you know, Tosan with the respectful suffix after. But no, it's, it's like she viewed him more as a teacher than as a father. And of course, he taught her medicine. She didn't care to tinker with machines like he did, but she was much more interested in, in the medical aspect of it, which kind of makes sense. So she started practicing medicine under Dogen from a very, very young age. Maybe as young as five. I don't know why I have five stuck in my head, but it was a very, very young age. <laughs> and because um, arrow and sword wounds at the time were frightfully common, she had a lot of patience. Even though she had kind of had to compete for patients, she didn't, apparently didn't have to compete hard because uh, sword and arrow wounds were so frightfully common that she had plenty of patience to practice upon. はい。子供の頃から薬師の手伝いを。はい。死の。道元様のお役に立ちたかった。兄弟子たちと競って患者の手当てをしたものです。この時世です。焼き傷や刀傷を負ったものも多かった。そうか。now, this was after the Ashina Rebellion, I think, or maybe during, I don't know. Maybe some was during, some was after, but there were lots of bandits and interior ministry dudes running about. So there was a lot of conflict in Ashina. Like, armed conflict in Ashina was kind of steady even after the victory in the rebellion, because as we said, the interior ministry never really let up, you know? <laughs> they just sort of, they backed off, but they were still sort of poking around the edges all the time, trying to cause instability within Ashina, you know? <laughs> so they never really let up. That's one of the things you can get if you give Emma booze, because, uh, you know, booze is the great revealer of secrets in this game. If you give her different booze, I forget which one, she actually alludes to a time she might have met Wolf before all these events took place. Because mm-hmm. she also mentions that, actually it's the same booze as the prior dialogue, but anyway, she, she mentions that Shinobi would come to her for treatment. And she once had a difficult Shinobi patient who said so little that it was difficult to treat him. She couldn't tell where he was hurt or how badly, and she said it was maddening. どうしたいいえ、それから時折忍びのものも参りました。一度とても困った患者がどう困ったのだ。なかなかに喋らぬのですよ。どこが痛いのか、どれほど痛むのか。それがわからぬので並行しました。そうか。まるで人ごとのような
which is from, I think, Ishin. And that's what motivates him to, you know, get out of the well and go find Kuro and fight Genichiro and all that stuff that we do at the beginning of the game. So she clearly knew who he was before then. So that kind of substantiates the notion that she met, she had met him and she knew who he was and everything. Um, so yeah, it's another interesting little connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of connections, of course, at this point, when we arrive at the game, Emma is Emma is helping us because Ishin wants her to, because he wants us to rescue Kuro so that Genichiro can't use the dragon's blood for reasons we've already explained. アシナ一心私は一心様に仕える薬です何故助けを命じられたのだ一心様は流院の力を望んではおられませんゆえにクロス様をアシナより逃がそうとしたはい井戸底への踏みあれもお主か she gives us the gourd, she gets us out of the well, she does all this good stuff. <laughs> and matter of fact, it seems fairly clear, not 100% clear, that Emma's the one who persuaded the sculptor to retrieve Wolf from the battlefield after Genichiro cuts him down. Because why would the sculptor go out of his way? He's, he's, he's busy carving idols so that he doesn't turn into a demon. Why would he leave that off to go pull some shinobi he doesn't know from the battlefield? Of course, Emma knew him because he found her on the battlefield all those years ago. So I think Emma asked him to come get us. That makes sense, actually. She's a retainer to Genichiro, and she's Ishin's personal physician, so she knows what's going on. She's got insider knowledge. Yeah, for sure. So, so, so when Genichiro cuts us down, uh, she, um, I think she asked the sculptor to come get us, which he does. The team effort. Yeah, it's a team effort, man. We, 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 <laughs> gotta, we gotta thwart Genichiro, and it's a team effort, you know? It really is. Um, and of course, as we know, Emma is fairly proficient in the sword. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Ishin who trained her in swordsmanship. Um, she learned practicing with Ishin, and she also observed Genichiro practicing with his sword while others were too busy drinking sake. ほんの足並みです。お主の剣気とても足並みとは思えぬ。何のためだ。人は切りません。人は切らぬ。はい。人を切りたいなどは随ほども。ただ鬼など出れば切りたいと思っています。鬼。本気に取らないでください。<笑
Um, she says that she has no interest in killing people, but she would kill a demon if one should appear. So again, that's why she attacks us in the sure ending because she sees that we're turning into a demon. Yeah, so she says it. She's like, oh, I would surely kill a demon, though, and then she stares you down. Pretty much, yeah. She's like, I have no interest in killing people, but I would kill a demon if one were to appear. <laughs> and then she just keeps sipping on the booze that you give her, you know. <laughs> it's all matter of fact, <laughs> you know. It also may be another reason why Ishin sends Emma to help us, because you know, he knows that protecting Kuro will involve lots of killing, and anyone who does lots of killing is in danger to become Shura. Mm-hmm. So maybe he's like, if this dude gets out of hand, I need you to cut him down. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so she may have had multiple ulterior motives in helping us, but she helps us. So, you know, we're we're glad for that. Yeah. Of course, Emma plays a role in multiple endings. But she also plays a role in the purification ending. Um, this, this is going to take a little bit of context, I think, just to kind of understand a little bit how the the dragon's heritage works and all of that. Just kind of understand what the purification ritual is. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the four different endings are Immortal Severance, Return, Purification, and Shuro. Uh, Kuro wants Immortal Severance, the same as Takeru and Tomoe did back when they were both alive. Mm-hmm. Of the result in the Immortal Severance is that the dragon's heritage is removed from the world, but the dragon's heir, i.e. Kuro, dies. At Kuro's request, Wolf stabs him through the heart, and he dies with the Mortal Blade. Um, Kuro's immortal, but of course the Mortal Blade kills immortal, so it kills him. And when we couple that with the dragon's tears, that removes the dragon's heritage from the world, or at least it seems to. I don't know if Wolf retains his immortality or not. And then Wolf goes off and starts carving, you know, Buddha idols, just like the sculpted it. <laughs> and Emma initially says she wants the same thing. But what she really wants, though, is purification. And what purification means is that Kuro will revert to a normal human being and live out his days as a regular schmuck, just like everyone else. <laughs> and Emma's the one who tells us about that option. <laughs> You know, if we eavesdrop on Kuro, and then we talk to Emma, and then we eavesdrop on Emma and the sculptor, we learn that uh, if we follow the purification ending, Kuro will become a regular human being, but as a consequence, Wolf will have to die. And of course, in the purification ending, we see him decapitate himself with the mortal blade. It's pretty gnarly. Yeah, um, it's pretty intense. You know, it, it cuts away just as the sword reaches his neck, but then it cuts back to him, and he's got no head, and he just collapses. And you're like, where did that head go? This fool cut off his own head. <laughs> And because it was with the mortal blade, he ain't coming back this time. Aww. And actually, and then after that, you see Emma and Kuro both paying their respects at Wolf's grave. Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of sad. It's like, personally, I hate endings where the protagonist dies in the game. It's sad. But on the other hand, it's heroic. It is kind of rogues. Like, he sacrificed himself so that Kuro could go on and live a mortal life and not worry about the dragon's heritage. Yeah, so he's actually the only reasonable parent in the entire game. Pretty much. 
Everybody else wanted to, like, Owl and Genichiro wanted to exploit the dragon's blood, whereas all Wolf ever wanted, if you follow that path, was to serve Puro and look out for his best interest. Like, yeah. Um, he and Emma are the only ones really looking out for Kuro, for Kuro's sake, mm-hmm. you know? And not for the sake of any power that Kuro can give them. Yeah. You know? Like, everybody had their own motives, but Wolf and Emma are the only ones really looking out for, uh, for Kuro. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole lot of lore that goes along with the dragon's heritage and Takeru and Tomoe and all of that stuff, but I'm not sure it's necessary to be covered now. Mm-hmm. It's definitely worth its own podcast, I think. Yeah. If you're inclined to do that. Yeah, for sure. Yes, that's kind of, uh, that's kind of Emma in a nutshell. Oh, one thing I forgot is the dragon rod. One consequence of your repeated death and resurrection is that, you know, you're sapping life force from other people, and that's how the dragon rot takes effect. Mm-hmm. When the dragon rot epidemic first broke out, which I think is because Takeru and Tomoe were fighting alongside the Ashina in the rebellion and dying and coming back, it could only have been that because the only other dragons they are mentioned is Takeru, you know? Mm-hmm. During that period, Dogen did a lot of research into the dragon rot, but never came up with the cure, and so everyone who caught the dragon rot died. Um, which is the reason, again, why Ishin does not want Genichiro getting a hold of the dragon's blood. He doesn't, he doesn't want to see another dragon rot epidemic. Right. Emma, though, like when the sculptor comes down with it, she gets a sample of blood from him, and then we bring her another sample from one of any number of other people who contract the dragon rot as we die and die and die throughout the game. Um, those two blood samples are enough for her to find a cure. It's like, okay, so Dogen couldn't find a cure. No doubt she had his research to go on, you know. It's like, I'm sure that provided a good foundation for her. Mm-hmm. Building upon that, she finds a cure fairly quickly. And then once she does, we're able to restore the dragon rod. Um, and I guess the only real reason to do that is so you can get dialogue from characters, because their dialogue is different when they have the dragon rod than when they don't. Mm-hmm. Mostly when they have the dragon rod, what they'll do is wheeze and complain. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> Whereas you know, right? For the dragon rot, they'll say other things. So yeah, so Emma gives us the means to cure the dragon rot. Good job, Emma. Oh, well, thank you so much, Nick. That was excellent. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, it's awesome. Every time you come on, it clears a lot of things up about the cure and sort of arranges things in my mind. If you look at all the stuff in the game, it, it, there's really a lot of relationships and a lot of connections, and it kind of makes sense once you sort of step back and look at it. Yeah. You know. But yeah, it, it, good job, Miyazaki. Oh, you know, it, it's not quite as convoluted as, like, Dark Souls or Bloodborne. <laughs> you know, enough is left to speculation. So it's really interesting. Excellent. And again, where can people find you? Yes, uh, mostly on uh, Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash cinderthief. That's C-Y-N-D-E-R underscore thief. Um, and then same on YouTube and Twitter. Excellent! Again, thank you so much, Nick, and I hope to see you again. I'll definitely. Well, thanks for having me on again, and have yourself a great Monday evening. Emma, don't you know? I'm sorry.